0: On Communion Sundays, we try um, to do something a little bit different. We're calling it Stories Around the Table. And what we want to do uh, is enable a conversation to take place between um, what's happening in our community, like maybe some, an idea that we have been discussing in our sermon series that kind of gets worked out in someone's life or just an opportunity to hear something about someone's life um, with God. So today, our guest is Janine. Janine is our Youth Ministry Lead. Is that right? I think that's correct, yeah. <laughs> And um, tell us about the age of, of uh, kids that you work with in our midst, Janine.
1: Well, I feel like when I took the job a year ago, I was thinking it would be like the high school age, but last year I got the pleasure of hanging out with the younger group as well. But this fall, it's been mostly grade eight to 12, and some graduates graduates. Uh,
0: So, yeah, that's the main group I'm spending my time with these days. So you may not see Janine here very much on a Sunday morning, but um, part of why I wanted to bring Janine up here now is to remind us who usually spend most of our time here that there are some amazing things happening in other places in the building on a Sunday morning. So, Janine, the first thing I want to ask you is um, to put you on the spot a little bit in the same way that I know that you put some of your youth on the spot, right? When you meet on a Sunday morning, you do a bit of a check-in with one another, as you've told me, so you guys can tell me if I've got this right. So I'm asking Janine what her week was like, but what am I saying? I'm saying, Janine, describe your week to us using a weather report. Yes, I ask the youth the same question every week, except for I
1: change the subject we talked about describe your week as an app last week I learned a lot about apps Uh, (laughs) anyways uh, weather systems Uh, (laughs) okay I feel like maybe just because I'm in that fall mindset I feel like this week was like kind of like the week we just had which was it's sunny but it's cold and so I have this like feeling of you know I gotta take my son trick-or-treating who's two and he was so excited about everything about Halloween uh, which was very fun and uh, yeah it was like beautiful out so I feel like my mood was good but I was also very tired I could drink a lot of coffee and just be under a blanket all week so that's what my week was like it was this confliction of fun stuff going on but also just want to be cozy and sleep that's kind of cold nice
0: So, Janine, I know that you've been listening in on uh, the sermons, even though you haven't been able to be here on a Sunday. You've been, listen- you've been kind of listening in on the sermon series that we've started a few weeks ago. And I know as well that uh, the youth, you guys are going through 2 Corinthians as well, right, in your own way, which I think is so cool. So, last week, uh, Rod was talking about, from 2 Corinthians 4, this idea how, as people who follow Jesus, we carry around life and death, like, like two bags. We carry around this experience of, of um, life in Christ and victories and, and really, um, and joy, and but there's also, the other bag is sorrow and difficulty. And so we are perplexed, but not in despair. We are uh-oh, hard-pressed, but not crushed. And I don't have the scripture in front of me, so I can't say anymore. But that gives you an example of the both and that we have. And then the last verse um, from 2 Corinthians, from the passage that Rob was talking about in 2 Corinthians 4 that really impacted me last week. Um, we we, We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. And Rod said about that last, that last sentence, death is at work in, in us as ministers, as people who give to others. So death is at work in me as a parent as I'm trying to give a life to my children. Death is at work in me as a boss as I'm trying to sacrifice in ways to give a life to my employers to my employees, I should say. So I think, Janine, all of that is to say, in what way do you experience, uh, are you experiencing life right now, and in what ways are you experiencing death right now?
1: I am, like, thankful that we are talking, because I felt like I, I learned something new about that scripture that I feel like I've been, like, sitting on for a while, since the summer, actually. The fourth chapter of Second Corinthians has been so encouraging to me and I feel like I didn't even notice that last part and I would love that you brought it up too. like it, I love that you brought that into it because I was I also don't know if I Fully interpreted it correctly with the t- holding two things um, Maybe that's just the optimist in me. I'm like yeah, not crushed. I get really excited about that stuff. So Anyways death and death the idea of holding death for like I said an optimism isn't like my favorite thing to think about um And I think this question was a hard question for me as I'm, because it's personal, but it's also, anyways. So I I think where my my head first jumped was actually uh, two things in my life that I chose, but I feel like have been kind of like the forced hand in me learning some really hard things, and that's my marriage and becoming a parent. Uh, I don't think you have to get married to learn these things, but for me, getting married, really forced my hand to learn that life isn't just about me. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had lived a, l- a long life before uh, Clayton came to my life, and even dating him, it still felt like a lot of me could stay intact, and then uh, people talk about that first-year marriage and the honeymoon phase, and well, that wasn't really our story. Uh, I feel like the first three months of our marriage, I was going through an identity crisis, and I was like, What's happened? Where's my space? This bed isn't mine. I don't have a room. Where Where do I go? And I just felt uh, exposed and vulnerable and like, yeah, not a, not a, I like some physical space in most relationships. And so it just felt like I had nowhere to go and I had to relearn who I was in the midst of this partnership. And uh, I feel like it formed me in ways that I couldn't have experienced in in other relationships up to that point and so and it's still something I'm experiencing now this death and life in my marriage and how how do how do I get so lucky to have a great partner to do life with and to share and joy with and do those things but also sees me at my worst at my uh, my my uh, my lack of patience my my frustrations and my my shortcomings and so that's like a Honest, real, day in day out reminder that I am not. Uh, I've, I'm experiencing life and death in in that relationship. I think, and then parenting, of course, it feels like more, even more. So I, I feel like I actually grew life, and life is now living. And if you know my son, he's excited 99% of the time, and so he's very full of life and excited and that is such a joy to get to experience and watch and I have no clue what I'm doing most of the time and so I just feel like I'm stumbling through it and I'm trying hard but it feels like it highlights my uh, yeah imperfections or just my like cluelessness I don't I don't think we, I'm not comfortable with that I'm not comfortable with feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, it's a big club. And I don't want people to know that. <laughs> so I, I don't, yeah, so I'm telling you now, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna regret that later. I, I just feel, yeah, like that's something I, I think a lot, but don't want to have anybody know.
0: Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't put that part on the recording. I yeah, understand. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Janine, for being so honest. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, as you have gone through 2nd Corinthians with our youth I know that you have a practice of reading a little bit aloud and then listening for ideas and listening for responses so I'm curious like if, if I was a fly on the wall if we were all flies on the wall listening to what you're you guys are talking about like what are some consistent themes that you're hearing so far as you as you've been talking with our youth about 2nd Corinthians
1: yeah I I was really excited and the youth, I don't know, I have mixed feelings, and they're all sitting here right now, but they can hear from me, um, mixed feelings of how excited they are to read Second Corinthians. Uh, I feel like I come in every week, we get it, we're going to do it, and we do other things, and we have fun together and catch up, but I'm excited to just get to read scripture with them, and I feel like my bar is pretty low in terms of what we're getting from it, because I just want to have fun reading scripture, and I want them to feel like they can relate to this letter that Paul wrote to the like this church, and maybe it applies to them in some way, or they could engage with it. So I just wanted to be fun. I asked Alyssa to help me with the group, and she's been really enthusiastic, which has made me really enthusiastic. Anyways, so I'm in a cloud of enthusiasm, but they're coming along for the ride, and uh, I think it's been cool. I, I tell them every so. Just so you guys understand what we do, we read a full chapter, and then a couple of people volunteer to read it out loud, and then I give them just like a minute to look at it over again themselves, and I ask them to just pick one verse, one verse that, and I say this every week, that could bother you. It could bother you. You might not like what it says, and, uh, or you may not understand what it says, or it might just be something that you really wanted to hear, something that you're really... Uh, resonates with you or relates to you or you like it. And so I kind of give them the spectrum. And something that I find interesting is they've never taken me up on a, I don't like, I'm like waiting for one of them to be. Now I'm saying it and you guys are going to do it next week to me. I just know. (laughs) Um, But someone's saying like, Janine, I don't agree with this. Or I don't like what this says. But none of them do that. They actually have been on the opposite side, which is, Uh, I really like this. And I think they're really drawn to the, especially the affirming and positive uh, affirmations that Paul sometimes gives, or um, some of them are really drawn to the metaphors, which I really like, we were talking about the veil and the jar of clay, like those kind of things really draw them. But I think a lot of times it is like where, when Paul's describing where confidence comes from, things like that, I think it's just, yeah some of that need for comfort and i think that maybe speaks to some of their perspectives on god as who god is who god lo- like god loves them and i think they're looking for that comfort the affirming language mm-hmm. i think i get drawn to that too so things that really affirm things in their own their own uh, situations right now or something that makes them feel comforted or positive i think they're drawn to those yeah. verses specifically so Anyways,
0: any specific verses jump out at you that you can think of? <sighs> well, that's hard.
1: Uh, we did talk about the uh, uh, new if becoming. If is in Christ,
0: they are, a new, they are creation. new creation. Last yep, week, I
1: remember that. Um, which I, I was really interested. I am not a. I didn't grow up going to church. With I didn't come from a Christian family, and so especially dealing with a lot of youth that did grow up in the church, it was it was interesting. I just kind of asked them in response to that was how do you feel like that? How do you feel you're experiencing becoming a new creation? Or Because I always associated that with like before knowing God and after. At least that's where I, my mind jumps to when I hear that kind of phrasing. But it was fun to hear their responses in that. So I don't know. I just kind of a- asked them to describe why that jumps out with them. And I feel like I'm learning a lot
0: from them and their insights and perspectives. So it's great. Yeah. So one of the themes, one of the underlying themes that we have um, in this series, and it's a theme that underlines Paul in 2 Corinthians, is this idea of, of weakness. Weakness is the way, is the title of the series. And so um, Janine and I got in, in, into an interesting conversation about that over lunch this week. Um, and I wondered, Janine, if you can say a little bit more about that. Like, so this idea that, that we, um, I think, as Christ followers... That that we want to embrace uh, those moments when we have to depend on God. Those those moments of, of weakness, because that's what Paul did. Paul was like, he said, "I'll boast of my weakness so that so that Christ can, can be you know can be strong in me." Um, but I was saying, me, do you think that like how could the adults in this room model weakness for their for their youth? Like, what do you yeah? What do you think about that idea?
1: Ooh. I just want to first say I am not an expert on this subject, and I struggle with this, and I think that's maybe where I left our conversation, was just more process on where my own, my quick responses are. Uh, I just, and parents, you know this, like, you feel the weight of your kid coming home, and the, like, the pressure is heavy, right? Like. I feel like it's a—it's like just going to school is like opening yourself up for criticism and vulnerability. Just like, who's going to talk to me today? And like, is this going to go well? And am I going to get that grade? And, you know, you just like, I feel like you're on the defensive from the get-go in a day. And so, I don't know what I'm really trying to say, but like it's hard to just be... You, I, I feel that, too, in life, where I don't want people to see that weakness, so I almost, like, want to armor up. And I think, uh, as parents, if we're not helping our kids see us removing that armor once in a while, as well, it's, like, hard for them to learn it any other way. I just I just don't think school and... Teenage friendships is a place where they're learning how to be able to hold their weakness in a comfortable way, and so uh, and like I'm not in high school anymore, but I still feel like those things I learned in high school having to deal with that Going into adulthood. I still do those same things. I learned when I was in high school to kind of be to protect myself right like from these expectations that feel like we're never gonna measure up to. So I just think, when I think about that as parents, like how do we not add on those more expectations when I think in a lot of ways I've realized this, like my feelings about myself is so connected to the way my kids are living their lives. Like is Lewin asking, is he actually saying trick-or-treat when he goes to the door, and is he saying thank you every time? Because, like, I'm feeling the personal, like, <laughs> I, I, it, somehow that's about me. Uh, like, that's really, that's bad. Um, but I, that amplifies so much m- more, right? In every situation, it's like, it, it is a reflection. It feels, like, personal. And so how do we help embrace the we- weakness with our kids? Uh, I was just thinking about, like, what are the things I'm, like, asking uh, What is the conversation about? Uh, Is it about how is, are you done your homework? Are you, how'd you do on that test? Or is it, how is, how is your, this is interesting. This is kind of connected to our time on Sundays is when I ask them to, do we want to pray? At the end we always pray and sometimes it's different. But, you know, if I ask the group anything, any prayer requests, it's rarely something about them or yeah, it's it's rarely about them. It's actually about their friends' mom who's sick. They want to pray for that or a grandparent or somebody else. And I think man, would that be cool if we talked about those conversations like how's your friend's mom doing? Like like, you know, instead of like what's the next thing you have to do today? Like let's just talk about how's your friend how are your friends doing? Are they doing okay? Like how are you how are you doing? I don't know. I just think them seeing seeing helping illuminate people in their lives or things that don't have to do with them directly. I don't even know. I don't have I don't have a solution, but I just think the conversation sometimes feels limited and I feel that it's hard cuz there's not a lot of time sometimes, but could the conversation be wider? And then I th- I immediately this is per- personal to me too, but I think I don't like we I don't like I said earlier, I don't love showcasing my weakness and often I would I just want to have fun a lot of the times. <laughs> and so I, I don't want to get too into it sometimes, but I feel like we also are quick to give advice or give a solution. And I don't think that's helpful for us getting comfortable, getting rid of that embarrassment we feel with weakness, to just feel like if I'm telling you something that I'm struggling with or something that I'm failing, and your first response is to tell me how to fix it, it makes me feel like I should be fixing it instead of just that we maybe both are feeling weak or we both have weaknesses i don't know so i think especially yeah again with kids let's not jump to
0: solutions and maybe just that's probably true for sit in it, it. any of us yeah. right whether we yeah. for us with one another yeah to be uh, so yeah to be alongside one another in the weakness i
1: don't have good i would love more ideas and I, and as a youth leader i feel like i sometimes ask those questions like how's school i don't know i just jump to those specific things instead of the real important stuff, which is like, how actually are you? (laughs) And like, how are you, yeah. So anyways, if you have ideas, please come share them. And I, but I I do think it's just trying some different things and eliminating any more pressure or reasons for kids to put on armor is like a great starting point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Jean. Great to hear your insights and thank you for your work with our youth. Really appreciate it.